You're listening to the Play, Teach, Talk podcast. I'm Tiffany Thompson, a speech pathologist with over 20 years of expertise in working with children under three years of age and their families to help them understand language and communicate more effectively. My specialty is in working with emerging communicators with few or no true words to reduce their frustration, help them interact and play with their peers and family, and learn to truly enjoy the back and forth of functional communication throughout their daily routines. This podcast is not intended to diagnose speech-language disorders, but is more of a general set of suggestions for children who are experiencing delays in their language skills. For recommendations or therapy specific to your child's needs, consultation or evaluation with a licensed speech-language pathologist in your city is highly suggested. This is Season 2, Episode 30 of the Play, Teach, Talk podcast when common doesn't necessarily mean typical. This is the final episode of season two, so I wanted to bring up a thought, just something to consider as you're watching what your child's doing and what other kids are doing in their environment. And I've heard this concept echoed in a lot of the podcasts that I listen to from other speech therapists. And that's the idea that what it seems like most of the other kids are doing doesn't necessarily mean that that is typical development. And what do I mean by that? In season three of the podcast, I'm going to go a little further into feeding skills. I'm going to go into talking a little more about autism spectrum disorder. I'm going to talk about neurodiversity, and I'm going to get more into interviews with other therapists, as I spoke about in the trailer, Um, trying to get those interviews together so that I can get some podcasts recorded for next season, season. But what I wanted to just mention is Number one, the idea of sippy cups. Sippy cups are one of those common things things that we see all the time, but they're not, uh, they were never actually created for any sort of drinking training. There is no developmental stage in learning how to drink from cups in which sippy cups are, are positioned. They don't actually teach a new type of drinking skill. They're really more of a, a convenience that was created by actually a couple of dads to help kids be able to not spill their drinks when they were going from activity to activity in their car. So sippy cups are actually not created to teach any sort of drinking skill, and they are in some ways impeding kids' oral motor skills when they're learning how to drink from cups. So that's one of those common things that isn't necessarily teaching any sort of typical motor skill for the mouth. Same thing with pouches. I know we see pouches a lot. Lots of kids have them. And again, it's one of those convenience things that helps kids get from place to place without making a whole bunch of mess. But one thing that I'm seeing in the feeding therapies that I'm doing is that many children have avoided or eliminated altogether the spoon phase of learning how to eat. And they actually have to learn how to eat from a spoon later in life because they are given pouches instead of the pouches being squirted out onto a spoon to teach a child spoon skills. And spoon skills are actually very vital, not just to 
teaching feeding skills, but can also impact how mouth muscles develop and how speech sounds develop in the future. So one thing to think about is even if you are seeing that most of the kids in a daycare room or in a in a daycare class or in a mommy's morning out, everyone else is using a pouch but not using a spoon, you might want to reconsider having your child use a spoon to eat the purees instead of to suck them out of the pouch because it's essentially keeping those same motor skills, muscle skills, mouth muscle skills as you're learning from drinking from a bottle. So just something to think about. Another thing that is common but doesn't necessarily have any sort of developmental uh, benefit to it is having mostly musical or sound-based toys. So we see those around. They're all over daycares when I go to them. Most most companies are producing lots and lots of very noisy musical toys, but they are not necessarily for any purpose of teaching normal language development. So that's a common thing, but it's not necessarily something that's going to teach typical language skills. So that's something to think about. So I'm really looking forward to season three with you. I'm hoping that I'm going to have some really great interviews from therapists around my community and that I'm going to be able to give you some great information about neurodiversity and also things to look for if you have a suspicion that your child might be on the autism spectrum and uh, if there are any extra topics you'd like me to delve into in season three, please feel free to email me at playteachtalk.com. I also always offer twice a month there are three different courses that I offer. I have a three-hour course that teaches the basics of how to set up your environment, how to choose toys, how to play with your children, and how to set up a six-week plan based on goals that you have for your child to optimize their language skills. And this can be for kids who do or do not actually need speech therapy. They may not have a speech delay, but working with those developmental charts, you can choose goals that will be appropriate for the next skills your child needs. And I offer a six-week plan to go with that, as well as a Q&A session at the end of the courses, if you'd like that. And I also have two shorter deep dive courses that I recommend that you uh, visit after you've done the basics course that go a little further into working on social language skills and boosters for receptive and expressive language skills if you run into some of the common obstacles that parents do when they try to use the basics course. All of those are offered on playteachtalk.com. That's my website. And you can just go to the two courses button and look at what is available there. There is also a parent uh, information free video at the bottom of that courses page that will tell you a little bit more what we're going to be teaching in the courses. But again, that's twice a month I'll be offering them. I try to schedule them two months in advance so that you can um, see if you have time on your schedule. And they're usually on Saturday mornings. Again, I'm open to feedback about that if parents need a different time. But I, I pick that Saturday morning on purpose to try to be away from any sort of work hours and to try to be convenient for you. Um, any questions or anything you need or any topics that you'd like for season three, please send to playteachtalk at gmail.com. Have a wonderful summer. I will see you all after Labor Day. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, it would help me greatly if you subscribe or leave a five-star review. For additional content, including YouTube videos, articles, handouts, and help catered specifically to your child's needs, 
please visit playteachtalk.com.